Shalom Hey, we are continuing with our discussion of very, very sad psukim that made people cry. We have an interesting story about a min who tried uh, communicating with sign language with Rishua ben Hananyo, which didn't end well. Uh, we talk about their Rabbanu Shalom crying and big Kabul Panei Rabbi. Maybe we'll get to that tomorrow. We finished off yesterday saying that uh, sometimes the Malachamavas will take someone when it's not their time. And we had the story that the Malachamavas sent his shliach to pick out Miriam, the hair setter, and she, he accidentally picked up Miriam, who uh, ran the kindergarten and raised children. So uh, the Gemara says, how is, how, how, how is he able to hop the wrong person? So the Gemara says, it wasn't just out of nowhere. Uh, the kindergarten teacher, Miriam, was using a poker to stoke the fire, and she put it on, the, on her foot. And when she, her mazel was precarious, the shliach of the Malach Mavis was able to chop her. So Rabibi Bar Rabbi says, are you allowed to just hold on to this neshama? Says, yeah, yeah, yeah. Says, v'yesh nesfa baloi mishpat. Well, which sounds like there has to be a certain judgment. They can't just take anybody. Malachamavas explains that there's another pasuk that says Dor Uvidor Ba that there is a constant flow of generations, and I'm going to wait, hold on to this neshama until this generation finishes, and then I'll give it to Duma, who's in charge of all the neshamas. So Rabbi Barabaya says, "What are you going to do with all the, the extra years that you just took from her?" So he says, "Well, actually, I give it to a Talmud Chacham, who is Mavronis Midos." The Gros says, actually, uh, if the, the Gemara tells us that anybody who goes through half of their life without doing Averis is protected from any Averis the second half of their lives. So the Malachim Avis actually could give life to someone extra years. This way, the halfway point is a little further on. There's more of a chance. Give them a few more years to do Averis, potentially, before hitting the halfway point. Rabbi Yechonin used to cry when he got to the Pasuk of Batisisani boy levolichinum. If there's an Ever who's entirely convinced by his master and he has this challenge... What kind of a rectification does he have? What chance does he have? Rabbi Yechonim would cry when he got to the pasuk of Hein Bekadosh of Yamin. If the Rebbein Shalom isn't trusting in this Kadosh of who is he going to rely on? He was once walking on the road and he saw this guy who was packing up his figs and he was packing all the unripe ones. He says, shouldn't you pack up the, the ripe figs? He said, no, I actually, it's a very uh, long trip I'm heading on so I don't want the ripe ones and they'll ripe along the way. And he said, this is what the Pasuk means. In Mekadosh of Layam, the Rabbanu Shalom sometimes takes Tamid HaChachamim young. The ones that aren't ripe yet, who aren't, aren't Tzadikim, he can let them go through the Yisurim of life. The Gemara says, really? The Tzadikim are taken young? The ripe ones are taken young? There was a Talmud by uh, Rabbi Alexandri, And he died young. And Alexandri said that if he would have been a Talmud Chacham, I'm sorry, if... If he would have gone in a, in a good way, if he had good midas, besides just being a chacham, if he would have gone in a derech toiv, he would have lived. Uh, then he would have been Kadoshav and would have died young. Now, see, Alexandri knew that he wasn't Kadoshav because he used to insult his rabbeim. So even if a person is mamash the Gemara calls him so, but if he doesn't have midas toivas, then he could die young. Kloisenberger ever said, imagine you have a Tamachacham and those have good midas. What, what beautiful, beautiful things could happen to him. Rabbi Yechonon used to cry when he got to the Pasuk of Eid Memaher, Bemech Shofim, Bemech Shofim, 
And I said that if there's an Eved whose master calls him into Din and he's made it on him, what chance does he have? Mechel ben Zakkai said that this Pasuk puts together Menaifim and Ishboim, the, the, the witchcrafts, uh, the Machashifim, the people who are new of the, the disgusting immorality. They're put together with people who swear falsely. And they all have this scrutiny together. Which Dr. says that anyone who skews the din of a ger, it's as if he just messed with the din of the Rabbani Shleilam. The Pasuk says, Umate ger, and we can read that, Umati, my. The Rabbani Shleilam is there with the ger. Hashem it takes this very personally because if a ger is put off, it will prevent other gerim, those neshamas, from becoming begayer. And there's there's a hit on the Rabbani Shleilam's family. Rabbi Chanin about Papa says that anyone who does something bad, but he's mischaret, he is moichel immediately. He is immediately off the hook. He gets a mechila, because the Pasuk says, Veloi uni. You're not scared of me, but if you are, and you mischaret on it, you get a mechila immediately. It's good to know. It's good to know. You already got your mechila. If you're regretting an avera that you, already, that you had done in the past, you're, you know that you already received the Bechila from the Rebbe Shalom. This could be our Tefillah Sadaf, that we should always hang on to that Yerush Shemayim, that connection to Hashem, no matter where we are, no matter where we're holding. Because we know the Rebbe Shalom is still holding on to us. Have you ever used to cry when he learned the Pasuk? Ki is called Ma'aseh Alekim Yovoi, Yovi, Bamishpat, Alkol, Ne'elam. The Rebbe Shalom is a master who's counting the Shkogas like, like they were done on purpose. It's like, well, what chance do we have? Why does the Pasuk say Alkol Ne'elam? Rav explains this pasuk to mean that if someone kills a lice in front of his friend and it disgusts him, or Shmuel says if someone spits in front of his friend and that disgusts him, that all comes by mishpat in front of Hashem. What does the pasuk mean? Im toivim ra later in that pasuk. So there are some things that it's a good thing, but it comes with ra. It's a, a fused good deed. Jemana says it's like someone who gives tzedakah to an uni publicly. This is not when he's asking for it publicly. And uh, Rav Yana once saw someone giving tzedakah to an oni publicly. He said, it's better that you didn't give him tzedakah rather than giving him tzedakah publicly and embarrassing him. The mayor of Sheila said that anyone who gives tzedakah to a woman, this is what the Pasuk is referring to him, because people are going to be choshed, either him or her, for behaving unscrupulously. Rava says that this Pasuk means someone who sends his wife meat on Erev Shabbos without taking out the, the, the gidin and the chelev, the trefa parts that need to be removed. Because there's a chance that maybe for the rush of Shabbos, she'll serve it without taking out all the trefas. Rava, ah, Rava used to send this to his wife. Well, Rava's wife was different because she was of Chista's daughter and she was a bulky in this stuff. She also, maybe she wouldn't feel the pressure and she would take it out. We're not choshed about uh, sending unsalted meat to wives because in the old days... That was the wife's job, so as soon as she would get meat, she would salt it. But taking out the gidin and the chalavim, the, the chalav, that was the job of the, uh, the sheikhet. Rabbi Yechelon used to cry when he got to the pasuk of a hoya kis and seno oisei rois rabois vitzharois. The ben Yoyoda says that uh, rois rabois means that when Hashem has to give someone something bad, something ra, he's, he cr- crumbles it, he crushes it into little pieces. So he gets rois rabois instead of one big ra. Rabbi Tversky used to always uh, quote this bracha that he heard an old woman say once, they should always have many tzaras. 
Because if you have one big Torah, then that's a big Torah. If someone has many Torahs, then he doesn't have any big Torahs. He said that if there's an Eved, whose, whose master is giving him Rois and Torahs, what's his chance of survival? What's, what's he going to do? What are Rois and Torahs? Rav says, it's when someone has a bad thing that has like a co-wife. They counteract each other. It's like getting a wasp bite and a scorpion bite. And Rashi explains that wa- the, the cure for a wasp bite is to drink warm water. The cure for an akra is to drink cold. And uh, no matter what you do, it's going to aggravate the other poison. Schwal says that these rois and is someone gives money to an oni when he needs it. He gives him flour. Rava says that he may, no, if I care, he's giving it to the Oni when he's desperate. Rava says, don't give it, don't wait till, he, till the Oni is desperate. Give him wheat to be able to bake bread. Don't wait till he's starving. And it's a Shasat Chak to, to support him. Pasuk says, Why? Why is Hashem angry? Hashem's going to abandon us and hide from us. Rav explains, that if anyone doesn't have Hester Ponim, he's not a Yid. You have to look at the other Yidin's faces. Be sensitive to others. If anyone doesn't have a Hoya Lechol, he's also not a Yid. We cry out to Hashem when we're in Tsar, when the Goyim are bothering us. Yidin turned to Tate. The Rabbanu told Rava, says, you have everything good. You don't, you don't have any Tsar, but Chlal. Rava said, you know how much I have to pay off the government to leave me alone? Well, since the Rabbanon were looking at him and they gave him an eye in hara, the government came and took everything, the shirt off his back. Because this is like what Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel tells us, that whenever the Chachamim look at something, it causes either Misa or Oini. The Pasuk says, have complete control over both of these things. This is what Eliezer, the Eved Avram, who was a Talmud Chacham, he told Lavan, look, if you don't want to let me go with Rivka, I'm going to turn right or left. That means I'm either going to kill you or make you dirt poor. The Pasuk says, Rav explains, Kaddish Baruch Hu says, even though I'm going to hide myself, I'm still going to keep contact with you through dreams. Rabbi Yosef says that Hashem is always going to keep his hand out and protect us. There's a story of Yeshua and Hananya was in the, the Caesar's home. And he sees there was a man over there who started gesturing, gesturing to him. They wouldn't talk there. They wanted to keep a, a quiet atmosphere in the palace. But the man was telling him, look, he gestured that Hashem turned his, turned his face away from you. And Rabbi Yeshua motioned back that uh, he, still, he still takes care of us. And the Caesar saw them talking. He says, Rabbi Yeshua, what, what were you guys saying? So Rabbi Yeshua said, oh, he was telling me that Hashem doesn't watch over us. And I said that he's still protecting us. So the Caesar asked the men, he says, well, what were you saying? Well, I told him that Hashem doesn't protect you anymore. The Caesar said, to what he responded, he says, I actually have no idea. He said, what, what, are you, what are you gesturing at my palace if you don't even know what you're saying? You don't, you don't understand what he's saying. So he killed him. Whenever Yeshua ben Hanan passed away, the Rabbanan said, what are we going to do without him? So before he died, he said that there's always going to be a balance between Esau and Yaakov of the When there's a Chochma that's lost from his children, there's also going to be a loss in Umas Oilam. Don't worry. There's always a balance of Kedusha and Tumah, of Toiv and Ra. Ravila was going up the ladder 
And he heard that there was these children learning. He said, an Eved, as Master tells him, Ma Sichoi. What that kind of does he have? What does he mean, Ma Sichoi? Rav explains. He says, even the little, little chitter chatter between a husband and wife, even that is judged by the Rabbanu Shlalev at Chas Misa. I, there's supposed to be a certain amount of chitter chatter. We know there of Kahana hid under Rav's bed when he was having Tashmish with his wife. And he heard that at first they were schmoozing and laughing, and then they did Tashmish. So he called out from under the bed. He said, Rav, why are you making it sound like you've never had a dish to eat? You sound, you sound desperate. So Rav said, Kahana, get out from under my bed. This is not Derech Eretz. But you see that there was a certain amount of Sicha, a schmoozing that was. That has its place. The Gemara says that it only has its place when a husband needs to appease his wife. That she sh- they should be on good terms before Tashmish. But otherwise, any extra Sicha is judged. There's a Pasuk that says, Goya. The Rebbe is crying in this place. The Shmuel says that there's a place called Mistarim. What's Mepre Goya? Shmuel by Yitzchak explains that glory, that 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 ga, the gaiva of Klai Yisrael was taken from Klai Yisrael and given to the Goyim. The Rebbe cries over that. Shmuel ben Achmedi says it's because of the Machas Shemayim that was lost. This is by the Chorban. He said, what? Who says the Rebbe Shalom ever cries? Her Papa says that the Rebbe Shalom is never sad. The Gemara says, it depends, inside or outside. Outside, the Rebbe Shalom is, is but inside, the Rebbe Shalom cries in, in, in the inner chambers. Wait, the Rebbe Shalom doesn't cry outside. The Pesach, that seems that he does. Well, that was by the Chorban base Hamnikdosh. See, even the Malachi Ashalom were crying. It says, he uh, and this lion, either the, the lion of the fire, the, the shape of the fire on the, base of, on the Mizbech, or the whole Besamekdosh was actually shaped in the form of a lion. Rebbe says that there are three times that the Rebbe Shalom cried. Three reasons. The Chorba Mayas Vishon, Chorba and that Klai Yisrael went into Golos. Some say also on Bittal Torah. Now it makes sense that Rabbi Shalom is crying over the Golos. The Pasuk says, Kinish Ba'ider Hashem. Where's Rabbi Shalom crying over Bittal Tyra? Where does that come from? Now, once Klaus went into Golos, that is a huge Bittal Tyra. Chazal say, the Gemara goes on and tells us that Kodesh Baruch Hu cries over three things every day on someone who can learn Tyra and doesn't, on someone who can't learn Tyra, can't be Isaac in Tyra, he can't do a pilpul, and he is. He's coming up with all these terrible pilpulim without any basis. That's the end. Yaakov's shot. Masha's trying to figure out what's wrong with learning when you don't know how to learn. And third, on a leader who takes advantage of his t Thank you for learning with me. Have a wonderful day.